0: That means that uh, I'm going to do a very quick thing just to keep up some continuity going with what we're trying to do uh, over these last couple of weeks, and it's on this idea that healing is normal, healing is normal, okay, uh, in God's kingdom. So let me flash through a couple things here. What I want to do is open our eyes and hearts to everyday uh, kingdom and covenant opportunity to heal in Christ, but I'm not going to try to make too much out of this tonight, Um uh, I want to read the Psalms. We looked at it last week. Bless the Lord of oh my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord of oh my soul and forget none of his benefits. And then these four things describe who he is. Who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, and who crowns you with loving and kindness and compassion. That's who he is. We looked at that last week. So what are the implications? This is simply Jehovah's nature. He's openly devoted to forgiveness, healing, redemption, rescue, and reward. And each flows normally and naturally toward us from Papa's heart. And I'm going to try to prove that to you more. And I'm also going to warn you that in a very brief moment, I believe I will expose a way of thinking that needs to change if we are going to step out and embrace this. Okay? Are you writing that down, Holly? Okay, you're good? Okay. Uh, I don't want to do this part. We don't need to do this part. Don't need to worry about that. That was just gone. So, healing was normal in and around Jesus. Is it normal in and around us? What is our and the church's mindset on healing? And I want to characterize it a little bit. Uh, not, not obviously that anybody's going to always be the same, but... Um, not a, a while ago, I had a brief conversation about advertising Joyland on Q102 Radio. It's a Christian radio station here in town. One of the things that they were just saying, well, yeah, this is what we like to do, this is what we do. We don't touch healing with a 10-foot pole. That's what they said. That is the policy, the administrative and advertising policy of a Christian radio, the biggest Christian radio here in this town. We don't touch healing with a 10-foot pole. That is an indication of at least a, a, a mindset of at least a big chunk of a church, and they're committed enough to it. And it's because they don't—they don't want to create division, they don't want to—they do, don't want to deal with the controversy. But we don't touch healing with a ten-foot pole. I would venture to say that they are either lying or suffering from the same blindness that I'm pointing out to us tonight, briefly. All right. Uh, so let me ask you a question. And I don't I try to keep the question short. What is the outcome in our days? I'm not talking about back in Jesus' day, I'm talking about right now today. What is the outcome in the vast majority of injuries that happen? What's the what's the end result of all those injuries? Healing. I mean almost everybody you know how many times does somebody get cut, break a leg, get a bruise? You know what I'm saying? The vast majority of them end up. Healing, right? Okay. What's the outcome in our day of the vast majority of sickness? (laughs) You get over it. It heals. Is life a subset of disease or is disease a subset of life and health? It's got to be the latter. I mean, in just the normal course of things. Now, sometimes you don't have to do anything. Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Sometimes all you got to do, like I did here. So, for instance, you can't hardly see it now, but I cut a little, uh, knocked a nick out of my finger there, made me take my, my wedding band off for a couple days because it's swollen up. And, yes, I put a little Bactine on it, put a Band-Aid on it, but when I peel the Band-Aid off, it's almost healed. Now it's almost so healed you can't see it. Healing is built into this world. Sonny and I were talking on, on uh, Tuesday night, there's a picture in there that I think I might have brought out here and showed you guys. Uh, uh, I don't yeah, go get it, Ronnie. So, so when Sonny was younger, he worked in this place in Hawaii, uh, sculpting the greens and the and the various things for this golf course. But we found out last Tuesday that golf course was a training target for artillery and bombs and stuff. Yeah, it was the island you can see right. There. Oh, the island you can see right out there. Yeah. And that island right now is lush, green. Wow! Oh, that island out there. Yeah. So naturally, they're going. We got to do something about. Yeah. But healing is going. It's happening. Yeah. So the land heals. You heal every. You experience healing every day. You wake up in the morning, and energy levels have risen. Other things like that have happened. So my point is, is that if we'll just be honest and relax, life is not a subset of sickness and disease. Sickness and disease is a little invasion into life. Is life a small part of death? You know, there is a statement, hey, death is forever. Well, no, death is not forever. We know that. Matter of fact, the day is coming, and w- and could be marked on a calendar if such things still measure time, where death is thrown into the lake of fire and is no more. And whatever you think about the lake of fire, it comes out on top of death, because <laughs> death is no more. All right, so see, what I'm saying here is death is just a small part of life. Which is longer and even eternal, death or life? Life is. So what I'm saying here is that healing is much more prevalent, much more present, much more integral to life than we give it credit for. So here's an example. Okay, um, so one of the things Jen suggested a few weeks ago was start easy, start with something simple. And we've got a couple of testimonies because I know I got one and I know Jeremy's got one. And there may be some more. So if you have a testimony about healing. But one of the things she said that captured my heart when I was back in Pennsylvania listening she said, start, uh, start simple and just be conscious of it. Just start with something simple. Pray for yourself, whatever. And she used some illustrations of things like canker sores and stuff like that. Well, what I heard when she said that was, write a list or get a journal going or do something along those lines. And I mentioned it last week, and you all looked at me like a calf looking at a new gate, you know. So I, I want to... <laughs> All, I want to be clear and simple about what I'm asking. I'm not looking for some kind of major religious discipline here. What I'm talking about is to start conditioning ourselves to respond to the healing that is all around us, not just the kind that only comes through supernatural uh, intervention. Ta-da. And I'm not against those; that's where we're going too. But so here's an example of what I did at our house. This is in our kitchen. And that's just a chalkboard. And normally it's used for writing down dates when we're going to go uh, to a show or something or a food you know, food list or if we need something. But it's just a little chalkboard. That's our pantry, and that's where our hot water heater is. It's in the kitchen. But what if you took a thing like this in your home, in a place where you used it, and you just wrote down stuff that you prayed for? So headache and migraines... Uh, that was on. That was today, actually, uh, that I was praying for that. I'm, I've still got some numbness going on my feet. It's been accumulating for a while. So now it's on the board, and it, I pray about it, and it's easy to recognize. You could do this in your bathroom, in your bedroom, in your office, at work, whatever. Uh, uh, Kristen Velez is a gal that's a part of uh, Tim and Meg's and, and the Ascension group that I frequent on Thursdays. She has had cancer recurse. She's got a couple kids. Uh, so... You know, I've got a little numbness in my feet. She's got cancer coming back. Pretty big difference in those two things, but they're sitting there to be prayed for and to be checked off. I put one on there that we already prayed for about, when was it, Laurel? Two weeks ago? Something like that? Savannah? Yeah. So anyway, her, her baby was late. And so Laurel said, we need to pray for her because she's in the hospital day after day. Well, we can put a check mark by that one because she had her baby and everything's healthy. It's all good. Right? Uh, Vicki and I are doing the glucose treatment that Dave has pioneered. And so now I'm beginning to pray. I, I thought about, okay, so I want the glucose to heal us. And I'm committed to doing it. I feel right about doing it. So why don't I pray, Father, be glorified by this. Be conscious of this. Like when I cut myself and I put that stuff on, I said, Father, thank you. Thank you. There's no infection. Thank you. All of this. Thank you. And then I peel it off and it's almost done. Thank you for healing. And then I saw a scab, and I go, well, ah, thank you that I don't just bleed out when I poke a hole in myself. Because healing is built in. I mean, seriously. Yeah. If you didn't have the coagulants in your blood and stuff, you would, right? You'd poke a little hole, unless you held your finger on it, all your blood would run out on the floor. God is so generous with his nature. And that's all I want us to start seeing. So we did that one, and then uh, Laurel felt like she was kind of getting a flu or something. I don't know, you a, a Joints were aching a little bit. Before she came, stopped her in the kitchen, wrote it on the wall, laid hands on her. We'll see where it goes. I asked her, how you feeling? She said hers. Okay. We're not trying to manipulate. We're not trying to, but just, it, you know, this is what I mean by have a list, okay? Here is a little thing. This is off the refrigerator in there. You could get one of these at the dollar store. Go get a real fancy one at Bed Bath Beyond for 15 bucks or something. But this might be something you could do. Stick it on your fridge if you don't already have a place where you could do it. Or stick it on a mirror upstairs, uh, and and you know so you wake up and you have the canker sore. There well, you go. I need even know how to spell canker sore. K canker sore. Uh, December sixth started praying. You know what I'm saying? Just put it there. Okay. I uh, I'm a journal guy. And uh, I thought it would be fun because I dug up the journal that uh, Richard and Jen gave me when they got back to Alaska. I mean, from uh, Italy. And so here I am, just a few days into it. I mean, I was saving this for my next journaling need, and here it comes, you know. But I've got stuff about me. I've got stuff about somebody else. I wrote the date next to it. How hard is this? How hard is this? And then, what if we are? If we get more conscious about this? And we start being grateful. Like, Lord, thank you that this is healing. Thank you, you know. Um, Thank you for the things I'm starting to feel already with the glucose treatment. I had to upgrade some software the other day. It's been years since I've been able to look at a serial number, six or seven digits at a time, and just write it down and then write the next one. I mean, literally, it was like, you know, call me Al. It was a mess. And I can do that now. Thank you, God. It's not automatic. It's not that I have to. It's not it's not it's not just oh well. It's something amazing that's built into our lives and into our world. And you know, you drive by the burn scar, and there's stuff growing. Healing is all around us. So is it just natural? Or is it something special? And I think healing is something special. And I think that if we were to uh, fix our minds on the things above, if we were to uh, think about those things which are noble and honorable and of good report, healing probably should be one of those things. Healing probably should be. Make sense? So I'm just trying to get it simple in our lives and to get it front of mind instead of back of mind. And then I wanted to... to uh, but we're going to cut this a little bit short, <clears throat> but uh, we'll move into it next week because I won't leave some time for these guys to share. So what's it cost us to ignore healing all around us and only focus on the instantaneous supernatural ones? I want you to think about that question. Because in a church, when you talk about healing, you're not talking about usually what we're talking about. You're not talking about this scab healing. You're talking about something that proves something supernatural or along those lines. And and I think the cost in this is totally amazing. It's huge. It's huge because it causes us to pass up opportunities to be grateful to God for his love being extended to us in many, many, many ways. I'm trying to remember what the other question was, but I don't. It had something to do, I probably already mentioned it, it had something to do with healing. healing. It did. It had something to do with healing. It had something to do with the natural interaction between us and God through thankfulness that creates an opportunity for us to believe and to grow in our faith. Thank you, Lord, that you built me to heal. Thank you, Lord. Then it's easier to say, thank you, Lord. That you use me to heal. You know, thank you, Lord, that healing is a part of who you are and who you've made us. So, Jeremy, fire up and share with us.
1: Hey, good evening, everyone. Hi.
0: A couple of weeks weeks ago,
1: ago, I was was, uh, doing some deer hunting here in Illinois. Look at his eye. It gets light, of course, and and uh, I ran right into a, a tree limb or a tree, a, a branch of a tree, and it, it uh, hit my eye, and it's not necessarily uncommon for that to happen, uh, and it you know it hurt, but I just kept cutting, and and uh, this week I was on the road with my daughter up doing some work in Minnesota, and uh, for my job, and and the eye started hurting again, and and I. Happened to be facetiming with Amy, and she noticed how swollen it was. The eyelid was swollen, and and there was just a pain that was there where that tree had, that lemon hit me. And so we happened to be in a meeting Wednesday night with with some of the folks from church, and and I just brought that up because I just felt like you know this this can't uh, this is one of those things. I don't want to I don't want that to linger. I still have to drive across Minnesota and get back to the airport, and, and uh, I want to be free from this. So we just prayed together as a group. Oh, could you really yeah anyway um, you know I I don't know that I had any expectation about uh, how quick or anything of that nature I just wanted I just wanted the Lord to begin to uh, to move on that and and sure enough slowly uh, over that the rest of that evening and into the next morning um, I did notice that wow this this is really feeling pretty good and right now uh, I can't I can't tell that, that there was any pain whatsoever. Um, that had gone on at all. It feels, it feels great. And, uh, and so I just very thankful, uh, uh, just for even creating the biological part of our bodies, like pastors talking where, where we can just be healed. Our body just heals itself, uh, and, as a natural part of the process. And, and, uh, but then there's also these times when, when, uh, you extended to us, Father, this thing that, that, that uh, we can take part in for ourselves, for others, and I just thank you for that, in Jesus' name. So, thanks for letting me share, buddy.
0: We were, uh, uh, As you know, Jeremy and Amy are part of the elder team, and we had a meeting at Tim and Meg's house just on Wednesday night, which actually feels like only a few minutes ago where the last part of the week, went. but it was pretty powerful. You, you guys could tell. So, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Well, I, I it, uh, in the interest of candor, I, I have a testimony that I want to share with you, and it's a little awkward to talk about uh, so I'm going to see if I can figure out a way to talk about it without being too graphic. So uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I was in the shower, and I was washing up, uh, like you do, the reason you go in the shower. And I found a lump in a place I would have only found in the shower. <laughs> uh, I found a lump down in my groin area. Do we need hear more? Yeah. And it was about the size of... Uh, it was about the size. Yeah, an almond with a shell on it, or, or you know, like a fairly good-sized green grape. <laughs> All right. So that it, that was. Uh, I was tempted at first to to kind of go, well, that's a bad place to find that. <laughs> and uh, but because we had been talking about this, sorry, Richard because we have, I'm trying to be as discreet as possible, because this is like a serious thing, you know? I mean, I was standing Shark kind of worried. Like, I don't want to have something, you know? And um, anyway, so I was tempted to, uh, for a moment, to think about cancer, think about this, think about whatever, you know? Partly because where it was and everything. But I didn't. I didn't. Okay, so th- this is obviously pretty humorous, and so this is another advantage to having the right attitude about healing. Anyway, what I did do is I I spoke to that and I prayed for it. And... Did you write it down? uh, No, it was before I had my journal up. But it's in my journal now. In case you'd like to read it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So, uh, immediately I was at peace about it. The next night when I showered, I checked it out and it was smaller. Noticeably. Between last Wednesday and today, it is... 95% Ninety-five percent gone. There's just a little tiny bit of thickening in the in the tissue there. So, yeah. So praise God. Praise God. Uh, so what I encourage you to do is is uh, um, let's just make this a normal part of life. Not necessarily talking about things like that, but let's just make. It, Pray and form, believing God, believing that there's healing, and then I think one of the big ways to condition ourselves to do that is to realize that this doesn't happen by accident. It happened because of God's will being expressed in His design. That the supernatural ones we hear about, the ones we read about, when Jesus—and again, I love it—the the guy with the the uh, leprosy or skin disease said to Jesus, "If you're willing, you can make me well." And he was. Yeah, I do. I, I, I Somebody pointed back there. Is there somebody? Okay. No, go ahead, Jen.
2: Well, one comment, um, just in terms of perspective. It's really easy to just look at what's wrong. So just along with your thankfulness mm-hmm. and gratitude. Yeah. You know, I think that's important, too, because we're usually just looking at the the cup that's half empty rather than full right. and all that's right yeah. and good. So anyway, that's just free. Uh, but anyway, I was praying for uh, someone who called, and, and so they were wanted me to pray for a relatively had cancer. So Tell them what you do. I think everyone knows by now because I've already said that. But anyway, this is out of prayer, um, phone center prayer line. So anyhow, so... This woman's full of, full of faith, believing. Um, just wanted some agreement for someone to stand against this cancer for the relative. So anyway, obviously praying. Well, she doesn't tell me that she's got anything going on in her own body, but um, so anyway, after praying. Uh, she's thankful and everything. And she goes, I just got the overflow of that prayer and my sciatica is gone. Yeah, praise God. So, uh, you know, it, it's the presence of the Lord. Yeah. It, it was the presence, His glory. We were focusing on the truth, we were focusing on mm-hmm. His love. She's just calling to stand in the gap for someone else. And it's just, that's how much. Um, that, that pursuit and being mindful of just its kingdom, its, mm-hmm. its presence, it's all the time. It's it just is. the overflow. It's
0: a reflection of who God is. Yeah. It's a reflection of how he thinks about us and what he does and everything like that. So it makes sense. And and I, I didn't want to confuse you by making a religious cl- uh, exercise claim of, of a healing list or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something simple. Get a space to write down things and see what God does. Because the truth of the matter is, most of the time when you shot a little prayer up, oh, ow, Lord, you know, you probably won't remember it long enough to know that he answered it. And and all of us have stories of praying, that have been praying for the sick for a while, have stories of people, Vicki and I were just talking about a few of them coming over here, where we prayed for somebody and they got healed and they didn't think to tell us for like two or three years. There's a gal uh, named Barb that asked Vicki for prayer several years ago for her just incredible sinus problems. And then uh, how long after that was it when she told you? I want to say it was about seven months. Yeah, she said, oh, you know, I really appreciate you praying for me. I haven't had an ounce of problem since then, and it's been years now, and she still hasn't had it. So if we had just a, the, the habit of just jotting it down someplace, do it on your phone, do it on your fridge, do it wherever you want it. All right. Father, thank you. Thank you. We're going we're gonna, to, by your grace, Lord, we're going to be grateful for you healing us and for the healing that you put in us, and for the people that you sow healing into, and the healing gifts that you pour out, and for the healer that you are, uh, Jehovah, for the nature of healing in our lives, for the tendency to heal, Lord. And we're going to think differently if we can get that mindset, if we can get that running through our minds. We're going to react differently, and we're going to think differently about the times when, when sickness or disease or injury or death puts up a fight. And I'm just reminded that you said that the church is going to go forth, there's going to be a glory, and the gates of hell will not be able to stand against it. Those gates are not defensive from us. They defend the stolen land, the stolen quadrants, the stolen issues that hell has taken up. And I pray, Father, that you'll help us to change our mind. Holy Spirit, that just bit by bit, whisper by whisper, nudge by nudge, you will remind us that healing is the norm and that sickness and death is the invader. And so I thank you for that. Pray, Father, that you make us simple and powerful and that you'll find release for your faith, Jesus, through us to heal those around us and to heal ourselves and our families and to walk in health. Amen. Okay, that's it for that. Uh You guys... Uh, Mike and Dar- uh, Darlene Corman, they're here from um, Thailand. Thailand? Yes. And is it still Brianna's House of Joy? So, yes. So these guys have been caring for these young women for a long time. We've had the privilege of being with them and, and helping a little bit. So come on up. And here's a couple of stools. And here's a mic.
3: And you want to do the video first? We will in a moment here. Okay, okay good. Yeah, go ahead. Just want to take a moment and to introduce ourselves. We are a part of Joyland's family. Absolutely. And we uh, have had the privilege over the last several years to uh, be a part of a ministry in northern Thailand that's involved in preventative children trafficking. We don't get involved with children that have already been trafficked, but we step in before it happens. So we provide a place for these girls to come and to live. And uh, we just want to take a minute. But this is my wife, Darlene, and I'm Mike, as we've mentioned.
4: We have 33 girls ages 5 to 18 at Brianna's house. And then in the city, we have two different houses. We have 10 girls, university some going to vocational, some Bible school, some university. And then we have another house we've just had for two years that have six young men who are going to university. And they get together, the university kids get together several times a month. But Mike and I stay more out at Brianna's, who are about an hour north of Chiang Mai. And... Our girls come from five different hill tribe groups and a third of our girls are true orphans. They all come from situations that put them at risk of abuse, abandonment, rejection. One of our little girls uh, that came in April, she had just turned six years old and she is just adorable. And I was playing with her one day and I noticed a scar on the side of her head uh, in, in her temple. I said... My phone. What happened? And she's so little. I didn't even know if she'd give me an answer. And she said that she was riding on a scooter with her mother and father. She was quite young, and the police were chasing them. And in in, in this episode, the police were chasing her father and mother on a scooter. It was her father, her, and her mother. And they crashed, and her father died, and her mom broke her leg, and the little girl had stitches and stuff. Well, then, after some time, it came out that her um, mother wanted to remarry, but the father did not want by phone. And we just adore her, so we can't imagine anyone not wanting her. But the father was like, just get rid of her. And the mother did, and that's how we ended up with her at Brianna's house.
3: This was the stepfather.
4: Yeah, And this little girl did not know anything about Jesus when she came to Brianna's, but now she sings about him all the time. She's so bright and dances around, and she's safe. And so that's just one little story of a very precious little girl that we get to help grow up in a safe environment, introduce them to Jesus, teach them, love them. They go to school And they have a really good childhood. And that's what we want for them so that they can grow up and be um, full of Jesus and able to change their nation, which
3: desperately needs Jesus. We uh, have had an exceptional year. The pastor, when I mentioned that, he said, what made it exceptional or so great this year? But we've been there long enough now. Uh, This will be eight years That we've been in Thailand, um, we're beginning to see the fruit of our personal investment and the staffs in these little girls' lives. You can imagine they come to us about five years of age, and then you add eight years to that, they have been involved in Brianna's house, and you really begin to see the changes that is taking place as they come to know Christ, they're baptized, and they're growing up in an atmosphere that really reveals to them the love of the Father. And it's, it's incredible what we're seeing now in these little girls' lives. When we first came, we, we really worked with a lot of more of the adolescent age girls, and they struggled a lot, but they are now doing better. We've, I think we just recently counted, there's been about 50 girls that have graduated from Brianna's house over the years. The, Brianna's house has been there about 20 years now and uh, these girls are all involved in all different things all across the board now but they have that commonality of a home a place that they grew up in and they know that the love of the father is there for them
4: we're getting to see uh, one of our excuse me one of our girls graduated in May from Bible school and now she's working with our our university girls, she comes to Rihanna's too, and then we had her sister, she graduates in May, she's been interning this most of this year, and she's going to come back and help us with the younger girls, and she said, I just want to love and care on the girls, how much it meant to me, and she has a real caregiving heart, and loves the Lord, so for us, it's just really special to see the girls coming back and taking care of their own too, it's pretty special.
3: We started a new program this year, <clears throat> and uh, when I work, we have seven staff there with us, and five of them are actual hill tribe, so they work with the girls in their own languages and things too. But I really wanted to recognize the girls for what they did right, you know. And so when we talk with the staff, we talk to them about what what do you see the girls doing right. And just like here, everybody was just quiet. And I said, oh, okay. Can you tell me some of the things they're doing wrong? Everybody had something to say about these girls do this and that wrong. And I said, well, let's try to look at it from a different perspective. I'm going to check with you on a daily basis, staff, and I want you to tell me or the girl that you did something. I don't need to know what she did whether she was kind, whether she got her chores done on time, it doesn't matter what it is. But you as a staff person can give them a thumbs up. And what I started doing is I started recording every day the girls who got thumbs up. And I put it on a chart once a week. I put the chart up in the dining hall area and the girls can look at that and see where they are, how many thumbs up they got. The first month we did that, we recognized the girl that uh, got the most awards, the most thumbs up. We took them out for noodles or something special. We gave them a special treat, ice cream or something. But we brought them up in front and we recognized them. The first month, the girl that took first place got eight thumbs up in a month. And that was big. When we left in October, we had the awards. The girl that took first place had 48 thumbs up. (laughs) And now it's competitive. They're all wanting to do, they want to be recognized when they do good. Uh, So that's been a really good thing for them. Along with that, we had some ideas on some development. We had some money come in. We were able to build a basketball court outside that enables them to play volleyball, uh, badminton, and a game called pickleball they play. And uh, with that, We talked about maybe putting in some playground equipment, some sports equipment, because we had a friend come and tell us about, especially with younger girls, the importance of them physically being involved in all these these monkey bars and swings and things like that. So we put in a large area with all this equipment, and I did virtually the same thing. I would go out daily, just like with our own children, when they're doing a sport or they're doing a craft or anything, they love our personal attention. For them just to come up and see what they're doing, they like to perform. So I started recording all those things. And that was one of the slides you saw there. That the girls were holding up how many things they had done. And then once a month, we recognized those girls for their achievements. And you cannot believe what they're doing. I'm training Olympic athletes now. Mm-hmm. I've got young girls that can do 27 chin-ups. I've got girls that do 400 sit-ups. I've got girls that, it's just amazing all the things they can do. And they're always trying to come up with new ideas to show us. And so we have some girls that are very competitive in their school with volleyball. So they'll take the volleyball and they'll actually bop it up in the air with their hands. But we keep track, count how many times they bounce it up and stuff. And they're in the 200s without losing control of that ball. Just on and on. Darlene kind of messed it up a little bit because we have some of the little bitty girls that can't do that very much. So she's doing it with balloons. So.
4: So we keep them. Now we have more ways to keep them. Active physically which is a really good thing when you've got that many kids and so they have less time to fight each other and our staff and they are they're not as tired so they go to bed easier and it is good but we have worship um, three times a week praise and worship and teaching our girls learn bible verses memorize them and they get awarded and We have church two times a week in the city, and then we have two times a week at Brianna's house. And it's just really exciting to see the transformation that God is doing in their lives because almost all, well, all these girls have experienced so much rejection and some worse than others. And, well, it's all bad. They just need Jesus as their Heavenly Father. And it is hard for them, a lot of them, to see. Um, God the Heavenly Father as the father heart of God because of what they've come through the histories of their families and, and all but I really feel the we strongly feel the presence of prayer at Brianna's because our girls are rarely sick. Yeah, we had chicken pox and we had like six girls that got it. But one year we had 10 of them that got it in a row. It goes on and on. But overall, our girls are very healthy and very doing very well. There are times when we have a little bit of between hormonal and and just teenage rebellion, but God really helps deal with it, and it's a very good place for them, and he's doing great things in their lives. So thanks for praying and for helping us to be there. That's great.
0: Uh, well, a couple of things. One, before before we go, definitely uh, we provide some, some monthly support, and that is uh, going to continue, of course. But do, every now and then we've been able to do some special projects like coats or pillows or whatever, Anything going on that that we should target, aim at, get you guys some extra support for?
4: We have some girls that have relatives that will give them some spending money, but we have some girls who have no source of income at all. So sometimes just even giving them $5 each is nice for them to go buy whatever they want to buy, whether it's a purse or socks or whatever.
3: And that's part of the training up and responsibility and everything else, too. Okay, (laughs) then once a week... Uh, on saturday mornings we have teaching time and we do everything from reading classes english we have baking we do i do a lot of artwork with them we have hundreds of painted rocks all over the place uh, and all those art materials and stuff that's all above and beyond okay so but we can buy the materials there if we have that type of stuff okay um, just thinking right out, out loud right now there's you know We This sports program we did, we purchased T-shirts that have the Joy to the World Foundation, Brianna's House, and that's one of the achievement levels. When the girls get involved in the athletic program, they become part of the athletic club. So we buy those T-shirts and things like that. So, I mean, there's always something. And then, like I mentioned, we give them an award once a month, And not only do we recognize the girls that are at the top of their achievement, I also graph it out and I show the girls that made the biggest improvements from the last month. So even though they didn't make the top, we'll take those particular girls out and do something special with. So those type of funds are are all above and beyond the normal activity. Okay. So,
0: So, some just some undesignated support funds. Yeah, that would be great. Alright, the last thing I want to do before we close up is you mentioned something that to me is so profound and so important that I wanna I wanna drive it home again so we think about it. Preventative anti trafficking. Everything you heard about those little girls in any one of their instances could have been traded for a life being sex trafficked. If if it just if there wasn't some place and somebody to keep an eye on to have open hands and open door and go. And it's got to be so much, I mean, think of how much better it is to never be trafficked. And bless God for the people that are rescuing people. But think how much it is. And if I understand the, 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 the temptation in Thailand and in other places in, in, in Asia, uh, there are probably people who traffic kids who are walking around with money in their pocket. And if they happen to cross paths with a stepdad like that one, there go the girls. It's just that simple, right? Yeah. Up in because the villages.
4: Sometimes it's, it's simply lying to going up into the mountains to the villages where the people are very poor. There's a lot of drug addiction, alcohol problems. And... And they'll just trick and say, oh, well, we'll take them in and we'll teach them to sew and they'll send you money back. And then the kids never come back again. Last year I shared one of our seven-year-olds where the the mother either had died or left and she was seven years old. The father had sold her to a trafficker. The trafficker had come to the village to pick her up. And the pastor found out about it and stood between the father and the trafficker and said, You will not take this child. And then he got her to us. And so, I mean, that, that's a common thing. And there, I mean, it's just really prevalent in those countries like Thailand and Nepal and India. And so we just, have a lot to pray about. Anyway,
0: just just keep that in mind, and, and uh, obviously any amount of money goes in there. Like I said, we do give them on a regular support. You guys are welcome to designate some stuff to uh, Mike and Darlene, or to Thailand, or Brianna's house, whatever however you remember it, and we can get that money to them. So uh, rather than necessarily try to just do anything right this second, <laughs> yeah. I, I do want us to keep that
3: in mind and realize that those little extra things can make thank a big you. difference. Yeah, you guys have a a large part of our lives, so even though we're on the other side of the world, we remember you often. Absolutely. It's amazing. Well, thank you, guys.
0: So, Father, I I pray great blessing on these guys. Uh, What they do, when you look at any moment of it it seems so simple, but the accumulation of those simple moments uh, literally, and, and Darlene mentioned it, has the capacity to transform that nation uh, these these girls and and young men that are getting out and instead of a life of rejection instead of a life of damage or or you know God forbid the trafficking or everything they're going through university, they have uh, access to you and, and and even maybe more importantly, you have access to their nation through them as they get out of school as they fill positions as they become people that understand value and worth and the worth of people because it's been expressed to them and they can hear your voice. They've learned to do that. And they can begin to speak to power and see it change. So I just really bless you for all the work that's going on there. And Lord, I pray that we would keep Mike and Darlene in the front of our mind and in the front of our hearts as we continue to remember this. So I thank you. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Uh, It's been a great evening.